This is episode 59 of the Career Fit Mom podcast, and I am talking all about collaboration with one of my best business friends, the amazing, talented Winnie Standish. Welcome to the Career Fit Mom podcast. I'm Beth Yarzab, and I am a career coach and fitness expert who helps mothers find greater well-being in their professional lives and in their bodies. In this podcast, I am bringing you tons of tools and inspiration to help you live your best mom life. We'll jam about your job, your health, and your personal growth. I'll also explore mindset techniques that make the difference in elevating you at work and in your physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. Welcome and thanks for listening to the Career Fit Mom podcast today. I have so much happening in my life right now and I apologize for not having an episode in the last two months. Uh, it is my goal to come out with 100 episodes in 2020. This is episode 59, so I'm not that far away. And I actually have three episodes in the bank ready to go. I just have some really big personal news and I'm not yet sure how to share it. And so I'm going to stay quiet on it for a little while, but that has been part of why I haven't been out there on social media or having this podcast out for the last two months. So please forgive me for that. And I'm excited to share with you the story, my origin story with the beautiful Winnie Standish. And before I go to that interview, I just want to give you a little bit of context. You know, Winnie and I came into a business partnership where I offered my career fit mom classes in her established studio. And she co-owns that with another beautiful woman named Nicole. And honestly, we both didn't trust each other. It's kind of funny to think about how little trust we had for each other as we went into this business relationship. And thankfully we kept with it and we kept an open mind and we kept communicating through the many initial conflicts that we had uh, to overcome them and to create really a beautiful collaboration that was successful for both of our businesses. So if you are an entrepreneur who is looking to get into a partnership or just starting one or maybe even at work if you are needing to collaborate with a new colleague or a different team into some kind of cross-functional project it's really important to have your collaboration and partnership skills at their highest level so i hope this podcast will give you some great ideas of where to start and it's just my honor and delight to share the origin story of my beautiful friendship with winnie because out of this initial business partnership where we really didn't trust each other has been born a fantastic friendship where uh, we, we really enjoy each other's company and continue to support each other in our businesses and personal lives. So let's go to that interview and thanks again for listening. Hello, Winnie Standish. Welcome to the Career Fit Mom podcast. Thank you. It's great to have you here. You're one of my dearest friends. Um, and together we're both entrepreneurs in different ways, but we've had a history of collaborating together. So I wanted to bring you on the Career Fit Mom podcast today just to share with anybody 
really about collaboration. And we, we thought we'd have a fun discussion today about the benefits of collaborating, um, how to use collaboration, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're working in corporate, because honestly, like in everything, you have to have strong relationships, strong communication skills. So this kind of conversation today, I thought would really motivate people to uh, really think about how they're they're using their collaboration skills to progress their careers, whether it's entrepreneurial or corporate. So yeah. why don't we get started? And you can just tell us a little bit about yourself and your businesses. Sounds good. Yeah. And first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to be on your podcast. I have to say I'm a huge fan. I've been listening to you from the beginning and I am so thrilled that you are doing this so that I get to hear your voice every single week and get to hear all the um, amazing feedback that you share with all of us. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> so yes, uh, my name is Winnie Standish and I am the um, CEO and co-owner of a recreational activity studio that's located in Toronto, Ontario. Um, and we have two studios, uh, one in the East End and one in the West End of Toronto. And we essentially um, were like a privatized recreational facility where we bring parents and children together to do all of these fun programs every single week um, but we really have a focus on community building we really want parents to connect with other parents and try to kind of remove that loneliness that can sometimes happen in that first year when you're you're, you're having a new baby and you're, you're finding uh, your ways as a, as a new parent <laughs> absolutely and I think that's where you and I really aligned uh, because that's been part of the career fit mom I guess, business philosophy is that mm -hmm. community building connections between um, clients, between instructors and, and really creating that dynamic community because it, it feels, you know, no one wants to be isolated and it's so important for mental health and, and sort of just your overall well-being to have those connections. So the service that you're offering in these studios is so needed and I'm, I'm just so grateful that you have Oaks and Acorns, such a fun Thank place. You. <laughs> yeah. Now tell us a little bit about, you know, before you had your, your, your studios, yeah. um, what, what was life like before that, before it kids? And <laughs> what, what did you do professionally? Yeah, absolutely. So my life was very different before I started Oaks and Acorns. Um, for starters, for the first year, um, a couple of years before Oaks and Acorns, I was a stay at home mom. And I had left a kind of like an entrepreneurial job where I was working as a real estate photographer um, out in Hamilton. And it was it was kind of the starting point of me trying to test what it would look like to have my own business. And it was something that I could do on my own schedule. But then once kid came around, it became a little bit more tricky because now there was all the childcare and, you know, all those kind of tricky components that make that a little bit more of an interesting um, journey to, to embark on. Um, but we also had the situation where we moved back to Toronto. Um, my husband is also an entrepreneur and he, um, his job took him back here to Toronto. So it was time for us to make a move. And when we moved, um, I kind of spent the next couple of years just as a stay-at-home mom and enjoyed my kids and it wasn't until after I had my second child that I really felt the itch to get back to work 
mm-hmm. so that's where kind of the ideas of this activity studio came about because I was mm-hmm. a mom and I was already traveling to you know your local city center and your music classes like whatever like the little drop-ins here and there but mm-hmm. I really started to see a need for more of a central hub where parents could come and spend the whole day as opposed to just coming for you know half an hour 45 minutes and then rushing out and not really making those connections that are so important when you're a new parent that's so true i remember taking my twins um to a baby and mom dance class and it was in a grocery store like one of those grocery stores that has the kind of event space in the upper level of the grocery store. And well, first of all, it was very challenging with twins because I'm only a, like a one person <laughs> trying to dance with twins in both in carriers. But anyway, would always like recruit some friend or family member to come along with me and have the other baby. But we basically would show up. No one would talk to us. We'd dance. I'd at least have my other friend there with me. And then I'd maybe pick up some groceries and, and head home. But it was like, there was nobody hanging out after. There, yeah. and that, I, that was before I started Career Fit Mom, where I was doing mom and baby classes, where I was always trying to create, like, at least people talking to each other every single class. So that, and then like having like, let's hang out in the park after, oh, there's a farmer's market. Like, I didn't have the central hub like you created until, of course, I started offering my classes in your studios. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that piece of community, like I saw that was an opportunity as well to have that central hub, to have that place just to hang out before or after a class or activity and still have other things to do and people to talk to. So um, I think that's really important. Now, like as I mentioned, I was running my fitness business, in, you know, in the same neighborhood that you opened your studio. And I had been running, I think, for about four and a half years or so. And in different places, uh, parks, church basements, dance studios around the area. And you and I randomly met through a networking kind of evening. Yeah. And, and then, and, you know, it was like, what was it? you were already offering fitness classes with somebody else. And I was like, oh boy, there's competition in town now. <laughs> uh, but you, you reached out to me and I was delighted because you saw that I already had an established business with established clients where I could bring my offering into your business. And that's basically where we started. And so tell me what you were thinking when you kind of reached out to me with this offer to collaborate with you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, first of all, you know, I was new in business as well. And uh you know, from an experience point of view, I would say I had none when it came to uh, working with other people. But I think what really drew me to you in particular, Beth, was the fact that our energy was so aligned. Like we had such great conversations when we met that, you know, very sh- uh, first time. Um, there was a few of us that were in a, in a little cafe, I think it was, uh, mm-hmm. where we were meeting and we just connected right then and there. And it was very clear to me immediately that your values were very similar to ours, both because Mm -hmm. of the um, wanting to create a safe place for parents, but also just some of the philosophies that you shared with me that day that you were really trying to create more of an an experience and a movement as opposed to just a fitness class. And it was definitely something that resonated with me. So of course, I wanted to reach out to you because, you know, you were already established and you had your own following. And it just made so much sense because your class 
classes were essentially going to be when we weren't using our space. So it was just, it was almost like a match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so too. And I know things really picked up for me and my business when I joined you because, well, first of all, it made things logistically way easier because now I had one central place that I offered all my classes. I didn't have to rent various locations around town. Um, I had a, a place to store my equipment because I was literally like driving around with a van full of equipment to all these different locations and schlepping all that stuff around. It was never fun. Uh, and, and more importantly, to have to share our our clients essentially because we we serve the same market we serve moms um and i was able to provide fitness offerings to moms that maybe were already coming to your studio or new clients coming in with their kids doing activity classes and then same thing i was directing my clients the moms to your activity programs, preschool, birthday parties mm -hmm. and, and, and everything. So, and we even had fun like collaborating on, you know, a few joint events together, like a, a holiday family dance party. Oh, like, yes. We tried every, <laughs> everything with a really sketchy Santa. Yeah, that's um, exactly why I'm laughing because that's the same memory that I have of that particular <laughs> event. <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, but let's just go back to that initial year when we started together and it wasn't easy. Like I recall, actually it wasn't that easy at the beginning because there was a hesitation. We hadn't built trust yet. There was lots of contracts. There yeah. was lots of like, I don't know you. Are you going to like, you know, mess my, my studio up? Are you going, you know, like you yes. have to, how did, like, how, let's talk through that. How do you think we got through that initial Ooh. I you think, know, six, 12 months. Yeah. Like I'm going to say a lot of it was definitely um, communication, right? Like we, mm -hmm. we both had to learn to communicate. Um, I, I know for myself and my business partner, this was our, our first studio and we saw it as our baby and, you know, it had to be perfect at all times. So letting someone else in to use the space when we weren't there, it was a huge like mind blow because there's such a lot of trust that goes into that right like mm -hmm. we didn't really know you or you know other people we were working with and it's and we needed to establish that trust so being again pretty green trying to uh create some contract right off the bat that seemed to make sense but then also having to adjust them along the way because you know the reality is that maybe they weren't, you know, perfect to begin with, or maybe they weren't fair to begin with, like from both sides, right? Like you mm -hmm. needed some more stuff. We needed some more things. And we really had to communicate um, in order to, to build trust and, and work on our relationship to make it work. Absolutely. And I think this happens to people, no matter if they're starting a business venture with a partner or if they're starting a new job even because you have to build that credibility, rapport, trust with the other team members or if you have, you know, new direct reports coming in underneath you, you have to learn how to communicate with yeah. each other. So actually we did. We scheduled in, I think probably at the beginning, weekly touch points leading up to like weekly in-person meetings leading up to the launch of Career Fit Mom classes in the studio. Cause we, we launched in the fall, which was kind of like my second business busiest season at the time. And uh, we had the summer month, you know, months to kind of build this whole program out and look at what we were offering and how we were marketing with each other. Um, so 
I'm glad we had that lead up time, but thinking about someone who's in corporate, they, they don't usually have that lead up time. So they, in terms of like, you're in, you're doing the work now and like you're going, so you need to think about having regular in-person communications, whether it's one-to-ones or like just lunches or coffees or, you know, walk outside with somebody and have a walking meeting. Like the more you're communicating, the, the better you're going to learn how, to respond to each other and what the other person's thinking a little bit more. And that definitely took patience, I think with us and time just because yeah. there was a lot of, there was some frustration, honestly, on my end at the beginning where I was just like, what? <laughs> like, Come on. But then I was also, I could see it from your shoes because I could very much see that this was your baby and to let me an outsider you didn't know in there with a key with access to everything and then my and then I taught all the classes that first term because you weren't even ready to have my instructors come in yet like that's how guarded you (laughs) and your business partner were but I totally appreciate it and it was it was fine I just was really exhausted for about six weeks because I was teaching so many classes myself (laughs) but it was worth it because I had to prove to you, like I could see the long-term benefits of partnering with you. And I, I just, we, you know, it, all the long-term benefits outweigh the frustrations that you may have initially. And, you know, just as you're getting, getting used to people, because relationships, they take time and investment in. And um, I think that that was a, something that you and I both had as a skill, but it wasn't always easy. Yeah. And, and just another note as well about communication, because, you know, regardless if you're an entrepreneur, or if you're working in a corporate environment, we all these days run the risk of communicating too much through emails or maybe even text messages. And we see each other less frequent. So a lot of it um, is really dealt with in a digital platform. But that's also when things get lost really quickly, right? Like you can very quickly misunderstand what someone is saying because of the way that they text it because there's no emotion behind it and Mm -hmm. I I always like encourage especially my team members that if they have a concern you know let's sit down and let's have a chat about it instead of these like emails back and forth because it just you can resolve something so much quicker if you sit down and schedule the time as opposed Mm -hmm. to having weeks and weeks where you're trying to catch someone over email right yeah and I would say you're very good at that and that that is definitely one of your values because you force it like you, you, as uncomfortable as it had been a few times where there was an issue, a customer issue or an instructor issue or anything, you know, we had to really bring, and there was conflict a number of times during our business relationship, but we had to just talk it out, figure it out. And it was always good. It always, I always felt so much lighter after we had those, those discussions, but I'm not a person who enjoys conflict. (laughs) So it was, it was challenging, but I appreciate that you very much. Um, Now, what about like the other kind of, I think, pieces of our success formula in working together? One of them, I I think is willingness to try new things um, together in collaboration. And like, let's just kind of quickly go back and think about some of the new things that we tried and uh, and what we learned from them. Can you think of anything that uh, we've done so many things? Like the first thing that comes to mind was um, your connection Friday, uh, where you would be running some fitness classes and we would be taking care of um, those clients, uh, children at the same time. So that was a bit of a fun experiment. And I, you know, put a little bit of emphasis on the fun here because it it was sometimes more challenging than, uh, than than (laughs) what it was worth. But again, it was uh, 
an opportunity for us to try something new out and see what could come from it. And the reality is that, you know, the clients really loved your classes because you gave them the fitness and the, um, the talk. There was a talk afterwards as well, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, and that was brilliant. It was just more mm-hmm. of a, you know, logistics point of view of actually taking care of someone who's, you know, a year and having limited staff to do it and the price point of that that made it more tricky. But the idea itself was brilliant. <laughs> I know the idea was great. If only we could have robots or something that mm-hmm. look after the babies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Like with robots that are, you know, soft and cuddly and have empathy course, and, uh, course, you know, yes. very good skills as a caregiver. Yeah. And that was a, yeah, it was a really fun experience. That was some definitely where some of our conflict came from. But again, we both grew and learned um, from that experience and it was a very popular program. It, it did sell out. Um, but yeah, sometimes you have to step back from things when they're even though they're successful sort of financially but they were more for me than you and I, I recognize that because it was so you know cost prohibitive to hire the the child care workers so that was totally fine um yeah we definitely did our special events we did so many um collaborations at community festivals remember how many yeah. like farmers markets absolutely and- <laughs> we're running around teaching all these uh, activities to the kids I would say as opposed yep. to the parents um, but lots of fun and uh, I will say I will say this you, you always encouraged me to do it and I was willing to do it if you were there with me <laughs> oh, because it was always easier together again this is it when you have when you're faced with doing something that's totally out of your comfort zone which for me is standing at a booth or um having to run around and do kid kid activities and try to also engage with parents because they're the purchasing decision makers yeah. <laughs> about these about our services um but you know it's like how do you manage all of that at a live community event where you're making a good first impression putting yourself out there basically trying to promote your services to the parents while also making the kids have fun and and having the parents see that and this is like the top tip I would say is bring up bring a buddy like do it with the other person and just commit to each other like as much as we hate this because it wasn't easy to but we always had fun but man was it ever exhausting oh and- it was very exhausting and I, and I don't think necessarily that people see that when when you meet someone at a farmer's market you might be thinking oh they're here to promote their their business but you don't think about how much work goes into coming setting up your booth um, making sure you have planned activities or maybe you have some freebies that you're giving away it requires a lot of work and half the time when we're there we might just be ignoring these people because we're busy doing our thing so maybe just something to keep in mind that yeah it's it's fine to brush someone off but just consider how much work they put into it too (laughs) absolutely yeah it's uh I think I have a newfound respect for anybody who's you know selling from a booth or engaging with customers from a booth I'm just like bring it on I'm I'm happy to be sold to at this time because I've I've been there my friend yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I mean let's think about also kind of our business with heart philosophy and the flexibility we had for our, our customers. Yes. Um, I think that made us different for sure. When I was offering my group fitness classes at Oaks and Acorns, because this was something that we both agreed we needed to be flexible. We had these, um, cancellation policies. And if a client needed to withdraw from a class, we had, I mean, this was the great thing I think between, our businesses having a contract and having those boundaries. And then we created those parameters or, you know, policies for our customers because we need to have the policies. And I actually learned that from you because 
didn't really have policies for the first <laughs> five years of my business. Um, but I, cause I really understood where a mom was coming from as she was running late. I still wanted her to be able to come into the class, even though the door was locked, we installed a doorbell so someone could ring the doorbell and we'd run up and let them in to somebody got an injury and they could no longer participate in a fitness class. Like we always said, yes. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Like in terms of that? Yeah, I I completely agree. I I would also say that it it was definitely, it's probably been one of the things that I personally had to grow um, the most um, with because when we first started out, we also didn't have too many policies in place. And then we went to the extremity where we did all of these policies and we had so many policies that we were literally hurting ourselves because we forgot, yes, there is a human behind this person who's asking for a request, whether it's again, because of an injury or, you know, just life happened. So mm-hmm. we, we kind of, we kind of tweak the policies and we still today tweak our policies as we go along because we continue to learn. But when you have policies in place, what it does is you essentially tell the world that these are the rules and this is what we expect and this is how we work. And then of course you treat every single request that comes in with the understanding that sometimes there are situations that, you know, those policies will not accommodate. Um, mm-hmm. So I personally, I have a, a, gr- a great rule that, you know, if, if there's an, and I have a magic number, I'm not going to share that right here, but I have a magic number that if it's going to cost me less than that number to um, essentially please this customer and remove the headache, I will mm-hmm. go ahead and do it because yeah. at the end of the day, it's both my time and their time and, you know, the, the, their future reputation of the business too, right? If they had a bad experience. Oh, yes. Especially in this day and age when social reputation is, you know, ratings and reviews are so important to anybody's, you know, purchasing decision. So we definitely want to keep the customer happy and uh, and be flexible as much as we can. But also explaining, I think that was something that we learned together, I think, was just explaining to the client, like, by doing this for you, here's what, you know, not necessarily what we're losing, but what we're, you know, what we're willing to give you and, and the willingness to have that, yeah. that give and take a little bit, but not just to willy nilly, like say, of course, yes, yes, yes. We always had to give some kind of explanation, some backstory so that a customer would, would appreciate what we were doing for them. Absolutely. On that point, absolutely. If you have the policies in place, you can tell the customer, you know what, this is our policy, but I'm willing to waive it because of this situation. And that will give them so much more appreciation and make them feel really special as well that you went beyond. So it's, it's, it's actually a really great way to, to um, encourage your clients to come back as well because you were willing to go to that extra extent for them. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you want to talk about in terms of our business collaboration or any of the skills that we developed in collaborating? Yeah, like I would say I've also learned a lot from you. So you've always had this very calm um, demeanor about yourself, which I love. I love that you are always very um, straight on when it comes to your decision making. And I feel like every single time that we sat down and we had to make a decision, whether it was because of a conflict or was just because we wanted to start a new initiative, I was able to learn so much from you because of the experience that you had already had to date. And you tested out different things than I tested. So 
having some sort of partner, whether it's just, you know, a casual relationship that you're working with every now and then, or a full on business partner, you can learn so much from each other just by talking to each other. Absolutely. Yes. And sharing that those resources, stories, I mean, even though we were you know, earning revenue in our businesses because we were offering joint programs together, you know, how we had our businesses set up, I think in a, in a way it was really a mastermind, which I, I, I have a number of masterminds and I highly recommend them where you have a group of people where you share ideas, what you're working on, goals, personal goals, and you support each other in that. And you and I and your other business partner and, and you know, even the other board members of your, of the Oaks and Acorns team um, and my instructors, I think we really were like f- sort of a, a flowing mastermind through mm-hmm. the, the five, six years that I ran my business in your studios because we, we did, we had those conversations where we're sharing and, you know, I just think of the relationships that you know, we each formed because of our connection, very powerful. But of course, it didn't happen at the beginning. But this is the the benefit of these longer term collaborations. So even though Winnie and I are no longer um, at the farmer's market running around or doing a huge, <laughs> huge parade together for the Canada Day parade and making a float, um, you know, I'm not offering group fitness anymore. And it was actually like a very sad and scary day when I went over to Winnie's house to tell her, in person last year that I was going to uh, be removing myself from her studio with so much, you know, appreciation and gratitude for, for the collaboration that we had for those five, six years. So, you know, but we, we remain friends, we remain mastermind partners in many things, right? So um, it it goes, the collaborations go beyond, it was just, you know, even relating this to someone who's in a corporate kind of career, never, um, like always nurture your network. Even when you leave a company, you want to keep in touch with people and, and check in with them and, you know, have a lunch or have a phone call every, at least every year. So that even just a LinkedIn message, because it goes a long way in just sharing those resources. And you have this shared background and experience that is so rewarding and rich that leads to many, many good things. So, mm-hmm. and, um, and also don't like, don't burn your bridges in general, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's very, you know, normal that there's going to be a point in your career where you're going to want to move on from the position that you have, but always try to remember that the ones you're leaving behind it, you will do so much better if you offer them the explanation of why you're moving on as opposed to just, you know, saying, okay, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm done because that will help them understand and root for you and say, yes, of course you want to take this, you know, amazing job. Why wouldn't you? Um, But if you just send in your resignation and offer no explanation, it can kind of hurt, right? Like we're all Mm -hmm. businesses with with hearts here and, Mm -hmm. and we treat our staff members like family. So, you know, when they want to leave the family, it can be a little bit heartbreaking sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. And I definitely saw that with you and a number of the um, employees that you had over the years that I was, working with you and how devastating that would be when someone just wouldn't show up at work and then you'd get an email not even a phone call an email saying they quit and like then you have to track them down and get the keys and and, how hurt you guys were because you you really do see them as family and you didn't sometimes you didn't see it coming like and they were high performers or whatever and they had they knew all the all this the just the ways of working there and to train somebody else and but you know if they had you have also had 
employees leave and give you really good reasons why and then give you notice and that you know of course you're rooting for them so absolutely absolutely we've had quite a few team members that's gone on to have such successful careers after you know and and a lot of people also come to us when uh, they're done with their mat leave and they are kind of looking to get back into the workforce and they're Mm -hmm. not quite ready to tackle what I would call like a you know a 40-hour work week but they want to get a little bit of experience by getting back to work and getting into a routine and, and having a business that, you know, like mine, where we offer our employees a little bit more flexibility. If their kids are sick, yes, you can stay home. Just make sure mm-hmm. that you communicate with us. And it's, it's something that uh, we've pride ourselves on. And of course, they're going to continue on. Like, I don't expect someone that has a very high education to stay as a, uh, you know, a cafe worker necessarily. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like we're so grateful for them coming in because most of them are parents. And even the ones that are not, they have such a joy for being around children. So once they leave us or are ready to move on, we want to stay in contact with them. We want to continue to root for them. And we still would like to see them come back and say hi and all those things, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So always leave your jobs in a happy place and, uh, and it's, it's only going to benefit you. Yes. Now, one question I have for you just to loop back to kind of your, your origin story with being an entrepreneur after being a stay at home mom. I mean, you really reinvented your career. Do you have any advice for any other moms who want to do the same? Yeah, absolutely. So I was thinking a little bit about what um, what I might say to someone who was um, a new mom and who's thinking about um, going their own way. And maybe they were coming from a corporate job and they now have this idea that they want to explore. And I would say during your, you know, mat leave or just if you're a stay-at-home parent, this is definitely the best time to start spending a little time, bit of time on this idea. But don't make the mistake of thinking of how much time and effort and energy this will take if you want it to be successful. So I highly recommend that if you want to really test it out and dedicate the time for it, that you make sure you're set up for success. And that often means ensuring that you have some sort of childcare for a few hours a week, maybe a day a week, and then later on you can work up to it. And that will come with a little bit of an investment. But the only way that you can really explore new ideas or even, you know, work on your resume to get back into the the workforce and and land your dream job, it requires time. And as a new Mm -hmm. parent, we're tired, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're sleep deprived. We don't have the energy. You need to dedicate time for this. Absolutely. And when I was starting career fit mom, my daughters were two and a half and I did a nanny share Mm -hmm. and it was a part-time nanny share. So I was very lucky that my sister-in-law was going, going back to work after her son turned one and she needed a full-time nanny. And so I was lucky. I just was able to like, you know, contribute to her nanny, um, payments by, you know, putting these couple hours a day in. And, um, you know, before that situation, I did a, like, um, babysitting swap where I took a neighbor's same age daughter for an afternoon or a morning usually, because then the afternoon they would nap. Um, and she would take mine once a, once a week. So we did a swap. The kids loved playing together you know, you're already, I was already looking after two. I just had her one. It was probably harder for her because I had two, (laughs) but um, even like that didn't cost us anything just to do a swap, but you need to, obviously it has to work for both parties, but that's really great advice because yeah, you can't, 
you can't give your your love and your um, energy and your attention to your child when you're also, you know, setting up your social media accounts for your (laughs) testing your business or doing a video to put up or, you know, doing any market research or resume updates or, you know, job research, like you need to have that space. So if there's a family member or friend or something, just get yourself a couple hours a week of of childcare and get that space for yourself and work up to it. Like in the beginning, just start with a few hours, right? Like maybe it's only Mm -hmm. half a day or maybe it's during nap time that you can have someone come and sit in your house and make sure that, that, you know, you're not the one that's being called over when you're, when your little one wakes up, but whatever Mm -hmm. it is, just, you know, start baby steps and work up to it and just kind of give it that time that it needs and see what it can lead to. Exactly. Yeah. And just be really open to, ideas, relationships forming. Uh, you never know what the universe is going to bring you. I, I had no idea that when I went to that cafe to meet other local entrepreneurs that night that we would be standing here today, like having this podcast recording. Like if I think back to that, I still remember exactly meeting you and, uh, and your business partner and just like, you know, I think that <laughs> when, you, when you remember people and exactly where you, where you met them, and you can see in your mind's eye like that experience. I don't. For me, it just means that that person ends up being so important to me. Like I, I still remember when I, you know, I met you and, and Nicole. I still remember when I met my husband. Like the very first moment. Like I yes. know what he, I remember what he was wearing. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> with the hat he had on. Like exactly the room we were in. All these things. So I'm that just goes to show that um, it's so important to me and. Uh, and I, I'm grateful for, for all of our time together. And who knows what's going to happen in the future? I remain open, and um, as I'm sure you do too. Absolutely. I, 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 every time we get together, we, uh, we seem to make our businesses stronger. Even after now that you're not teaching your classes at my studio anymore, we're still finding ways to, to work together, which I am so appreciative of because I absolutely love you, my friend. You are such a great resource for me. And uh, you, you help me strengthen my own brand and my own um, um, personality really. Oh, well, it's right back at you. You helped me so much too. So let's help our audience just a little bit more. I always like to ask uh, my interviewer, interviewees, I guess, if you have a tool or resource that you would suggest for other moms. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the, um, the favorite tools that I use, which is a actually a free tool, um, is a bullet journal. Um, and if you don't know what a bullet journal is, it's essentially just a notebook and it can be any notebook and a nice pen. I always recommend getting a nice pen because no one wants to write in a book with, uh, with, with, with ink that doesn't work. Um, Mm -hmm. but if you don't know what the bullet journal system is, it's a system that allows you to keep track of all your tasks, make sure they get off your list, but also really help you prioritize which task to focus on. And this is a great tool, not just for the ones that are in the business world or corporate world, but it's a great personal tool as well. You can use it for, you know, remembering to pick up the kids and making lunches. Or if you have a little bit of a combination where you're working from home or, you know, doing a little bit of a side hustle, you can do both your personal life and your work life within this book. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually just recently did a um, a video um, tutorial on this system. Um, And if any of your viewers are interested in checking it out, you can find it right on my website, which is uh, www.winniestandish.com. Um, And I also have a whole bunch of other um, educational videos that um, I'd love for them to check out. 
Yeah, I would love for them to check it out too, because honestly, you are an amazing trainer. And I have to say, before you started your YouTube channel, where you're offering free training videos, which are amazingly like created and and edited with all the nice like little sound effects and fun fun graphics and stuff um (laughs) before you did that you used to sit down with me and be like okay here's how we use our registration system this is mind body and like you would sit down first thing you're gonna do is this and i watching these videos on youtube of you and it's taking me back to sitting down with you at the cafe going on our computers okay now i do this now I do that. And you're, you're so good at step-by-step. Step. So if anybody's interested in learning how to use a bullet journal, please check out Winnie's uh, video because it will just explain everything to you. And life is going to become so much easier when you take this productivity tool and make it work for you. Absolutely. It's about getting stuff off your plate. That's right. And what about expansion? What are you thinking of for yourself this this year we're in 2020 now what's coming up for you how do you see yourself growing this year yeah absolutely so um i was thinking last year whether or not it was the time to expand my my business or what i wanted to do this next year because we're kind of at a really good spot in our business net right now where things are running smoothly and that's always good but i always say you know as soon as you get comfortable <laughs> that's when mm-hmm. things start going uh going down so you got to make sure to continue to push yourself out of your comfort zone so instead of growing the oaks and acorns brand on its own i actually decided to start growing my own brand instead because I do have such a love and appreciation for um, teaching other um, young entrepreneurs and and young by you know young being new in the industry and uh, green so to speak Um, I want everyone to have a great start to starting their own businesses so I also felt like it was a little giving back Um, I've been so fortunate to build my successful businesses and me having these extra hours now, I wanted to dedicate it to creating a educational YouTube channel um, where I could essentially teach entrepreneurs how to grow their business in the most simple way possible. And that means that in ways that anyone can understand it, because I didn't come from a business um, background. And I recognize that so many of us are not from a business background. So I think it's really important that you have a resource that you can turn to that's going to talk to you in a way that you can understand it, even if you have no idea what business is and business terms are. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is my focus this year to grow uh, my own brand and to help new businesses grow their businesses. Amazing. Yes. And you have so much to offer and give in that area. And I would also say if you're not an entrepreneur, please also check out Winnie on her website and YouTube channel because of the productivity um, hacks that she does videos on. So oftentimes like the bullet journal or other even just mindset shifts that apply to you as a business owner or just as an individual. Uh, Because Winnie's been there. She's, you know, before even becoming an entrepreneur, she did work corporate. She's been an entrepreneur in in multiple ways Uh, she's a mom and um, just so much uh, dynamic nature to you and what you can offer I think there's something there for everyone but I do recognize that you're niching down to you know helping new entrepreneurs which I think is really smart because as they say in the world of entrepreneurial ventures 
the riches are in the niches. So <laughs> you really like focus down. But I know I have a lot of um, listeners who are developing their portfolio careers where they may have multiple streams of income coming in and multiple interests and passions and talents to share, sort of like you are, like you have your... Yep you know, it bricks and mortar businesses, but then now you have like more of a virtual offering. And uh, I think that's really smart because you're developing out your portfolio career too, um, because multiple streams of income definitely creates a lot of richness, not only in financial abundance, but also in just like the the flexibility, the more time freedom, like, and it just eventually like really having so much fun and so much growth and the personal fulfillment of doing multiple things. So if that's something that resonates with you, I would say, you know, Winnie's got a lot to offer as well. Thank you. Yeah. And I also have um, a system um, utilizing time management. So I think some mm. of your, your customers here, they might be more or listeners might be more interested in that, where it's a way to essentially figure out what hours you have available to yourself every single week. And that can be used both for business and personal, because mm-hmm. who wouldn't want to, f- who wouldn't love to find an extra three hours every day to just, you know, read or do whatever we want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, that video that you have on time management really demonstrates that people will benefit if they're intentional with their time so if they look at their week and they look at the hours that they're awake they can really block out and I'm a big you know fan of time blocking as well and I I teach people this as well that you need to you know decide intentionally I want to use this time deliberately for this thing and it could be family it could be house cleaning uh it could be you know shopping (laughs) you have to get all the things done Um, Absolutely. You're cooking time at night as well. That's right. But when are you reading? When are you filling your brain up with good stuff? And there's nothing wrong with multitasking, which is why podcasts and audiobooks are so great, because I, I will listen to um, content, audio content when I'm driving, um, or when I'm exercising and that just feels, and even when I'm house cleaning and doing laundry folding, like I actually look forward to cleaning my house now because I fill my brain up with so many great audio content. Yeah, that's a great tip. Yeah. Yeah. So really being intentional with your time, which is what Winnie, um, has, which has been very successful for Winnie. So please go and check out her videos. And I will link to that in the show notes as well. Um, is there anything else you want to share? Winnie before we wrap up hmm well I am uh, I'm just ready to tackle this year that's for sure we're, we're at a great point right now it's January is always exciting because it, it seems like a new opportunity to start your year right um, and I would say uh, start thinking about what you want to do this year and uh, and making the plan for for making it happen absolutely and even if the plan doesn't come to fruition you are going to be a brighter, bigger, a more amazing person because you tried. And uh, that's that's something else from my other podcast episode from a few episodes ago. I think it's episode uh, 54 or 55 where I talk about the impact of your goals. So you got to have a goal, you got to work towards it, and then you got to detach from the outcome because something else may flow in you know, you've set the intention of what you want and it's absolutely going to manifest, but it's not going to happen maybe how you planned and prepared for it to happen. And uh, I would say that would be the truth with my business relationship with Winnie and Oaks and Acorns and just, you know, everything that we've both experienced as entrepreneurs, as moms, as women. Wouldn't you agree, Winnie? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like I've had so many goals throughout the, the different years and they always end up shifting a bit, but often to the better. And I find that as long as you have a 
good idea of where you're heading, it's okay to take a little detour here and there because, you know, you can meet amazing people such as yourself and you never know where it's going to lead, right? So That's right. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Well, we'll call it a close from there. And I uh, just want to thank you very much for uh, coming on the podcast and mostly for being my friend. Yes. And right back at you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure being here today and uh, have a great rest of your day. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. This episode is sponsored by Vitality Practice, my online fitness membership. Most of us struggle with some sort of body or weight concern. Even as a certified fitness pro, while I was operating a thriving personal training and group fitness business, I felt that I wasn't fit enough or thin enough to be successful. When I learned to accept my body as it is, true transformation finally showed up for me. It was when I released the strict regimens, the calorie counting, the step trackers, and the go hard attitude that I became so much lighter, both spiritually and emotionally. I found a vitality practice of rest, joyful movement, intuitive eating, and mental strengthening that manifests in my healthy, beautiful body. While you may not have found this yet, I know I can help you learn how to find your own vitality practice. I truly have so much compassion for you and deep respect for your body. The fitness industry plays a huge role in portraying unrealistic body standards. I know I can be part of the change that is needed. That is why with my heart wide open, I welcome you to join my online fitness membership vitality practice. Vitality Practice will take you on a journey to find intuitive, joyful movement. Our community of women seeking both inner and outer strength is here to support you. Vitality Practice is a library of exercise videos that you can do anywhere and that can, you can choose based on length, type of workout, and how you're feeling. There's so much variety. I bring you cardio, muscle strengthening, core training, flexibility sessions, and even meditations. Your success is my goal, so I provide multi-level teaching with options to make exercises harder or easier so you can push yourself if you feel like it or be more gentle with yourself. There's also body positive, weight neutral coaching to build on your self-acceptance, your love and compassion for yourself. Your body holds the essence of you within a physical being and it is beautiful. I want you to feel the love that I have for you when you exercise with me and now you can when you become a member of Vitality Practice. Vitality is the state of being strong and active. Vitality is energy. Vitality is the powerful life force that is present in all living things. You are vitality and it's time to experience it for yourself. Learn how to join us over at careerfitmom.ca slash fitness.